Gerald told me all about that night, how he was making out with Tiffany. But then as soon as she said she didn't do blowjobs, just think, maybe if she did do blowjobs, Gerald would still be alive. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Gerald is here with you, and the Marty to my McFly right over there is Nick. What's up, man? I got this really, really weird sensation that someone is watching me, Gerald. I'm really, <laughs> really not comfortable right now. If we could please get through that this is... review as quickly as possible, because I just, I got this man. weird, like, Weird, yeah. weird feeling right now. I don't, I don't know that what is it is. One hell of a backdrop you chose there for the video audience. Audio listeners are like, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" It's because I saw Gerald. Audio <laughs> audience, I looked at Gerald, and it immediately was just like, "No." What's scarier? Well, we're reviewing Totally Killer tonight, and totally. uh, Amazon original horror film, a new slasher. That just premiered on Amazon last week, and I wanted to do a lead-up to Halloween, so we have a run on horror movies coming up here, and we're starting with Totally Killer. Totally. And, uh, yeah, totally we are. <laughs> but before we do that, Nick, before we dive into the review, we always start every episode out with what we call one big question. You could ask yourself a question. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Yeah. How? I think I said that last week. I can't play the same. Yeah, you I can't play the same. No, that's again. fine. We can't Man. beat Kelly Kapoor at saying it either. Getting so. stale here on the P's, folks. Sorry, it's all downhill from here already. Why do we even try? <laughs> Our starting movie was The Flash. <laughs> I mean, we were supposed to go nowhere but up from there. I mean, ugh. yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Thank you for the uh, intro there, Kelly Kapoor. Nobody could do it as good as her, though. So mm, 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 Every week we come up with a question for each other that is somewhat inspired by the film that we are reviewing. Nick, did you want to throw a big question at me? I've got one for you. All right. So now this 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 is a movie about uh, time travel, but it's also a slasher movie, Gerald. Mm -hmm. So. I want to know. I'm putting the horror guy on the spot. Horror episode mm. here on the P's. I'm putting the horror guy on the spot. All you're right. you're Jamie in this movie. Uh -huh. What what franchise? What horror franchise would you want mm. to travel back in time to be part of? Like the very beginning thing. I know that's not really what this movie is, but I decided to take it in that direction because I'm like, what would the horror guy? Mm. What franchise would the horror guy? want to go back and be part of from the beginning and possibly get stabbed slashed murdered killed destroyed crushed so when you ask this question then you mean i'm going to go back and be living within the oh you're living with confines it, yeah. of the yeah, movie you gotta be in it you okay gotta be in all it. right i didn't know if you meant going back and experiencing when it was released or no, like no 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 that's okay, that right. we'll be here all night geez all right um <laughs> hmm Oh, man, it's tough because you don't really want to say because you're I'm going to die in any of these. Let's be honest. That's true. I mean, I'm not going to live through any of these. I guess. I guess I would say the Scream franchise. Ooh. How about that? Because I feel like especially with the original Scream with Billy and Stu, I feel like. 
I would kind of fit in with those dudes. I graduated high school in 94. That movie came out in 96. So the 90s, I was, I, I mean, I was, all the humor hit with me. So maybe I could, you know, survive. Maybe they would spare me because they'd be like, this guy's, he's one of us, you know. Because you'd be sitting there like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, like joking around with them the whole time when they're like, ooh, yeah. it's all the rules about horror movies and stuff. And you'd, yeah, be right. like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, man, did you ever see this movie where they did this and this? And then you'd mm-hmm. have all this future yeah. horror movie knowledge, too, that you'd be like, man, but what right. if what if there was a horror movie that did this and it was something that hasn't come out as of that time yet? And you could even go right. further. Man. All right. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, then they'd maybe. stab you for knowing too much and thinking, you know, everything about horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, it'd be literally get, the flip side. <laughs> we got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. yeah. So scream for me. I, what about you? Do you, I mean, you don't really do horror though, but is there one that you would maybe venture at taking a stab at? See what I did there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for John Carpenter's the thing. Uh, Just so I can be far away from you in this moment right now in Antarctica, frozen (laughs) to death somewhere and not have had to heard like, like that. That's pretty good. I thought that joke right there. Like, no, if I could just go back and erase that one from existence. No, I thought that went, I thought it went really well. I thought that was pretty good, pretty good comedic timing on my part. All right. So my one big question for you, buddy, is also dealing with time travel, obviously inspired by the movie, totally killer. And, uh, a lot of other films that have tackled the subject. But I kind of wanted, and it came up in our fan feedback too a little bit that we'll get to later. A couple fans had similar kind of time travel related questions, but mine's somewhat different. Mm-hmm. So if you could travel back in time in the past in your mm-hmm. own life and witness, life and witness something that happened to you or it was very important to you or to someone you love, and you could just kind of be there and just watch it happen. Not necessarily experience it all over again, but you just want to be there as kind of like a bystander to watch that particular event in your life. Kind of like a think think kind of like Ebenezer Scrooge and the Ghost of Christmas Past kind of where he goes and you know watches different things that have happened throughout his life. What would you like to witness? I <laughs> I Oh God, I'm trying to think of like, do I want to take this in a good direction or like a bad direction? (laughs) Oh God. Like, I mean, that's a deep question though, right? I mean, like the masochistic part of me is like, what if I went back in time and like watched myself get into the relationship and marriage that I got into uh, in mm. like the in like the the twenty tens, and and it would be like me, like Grandpa Simpson, like beating on the glass at the church, being like Mrs. Bouvier, <laughs> like desperately trying to stop myself, even though I even though I can't interfere, or like mm-hmm, I mean, right. I'm gonna try to take it in a happier in in a, in a happier uh, direction than that, though I think. Okay, and I mean, just give me like name 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 a moment with with my kids like any of the any of the times i i got to especially when they were young i mean my kids are grown now you know my my youngest is 20 so i mean it's it's like give me any of those moments like you know when i held my youngest son and i put him in a cooking pot on the stove he was like a couple he's like a, a couple months old probably because i was gonna make canor stew or, mm-hmm. or something like that like you know like all the different times like 
watching Ed, Ed, and Eddie with my little toddlers, you know, running around yeah. when they were like really young and stuff like that. Like literally, I mean, just, just, just to, just to see my kids in those moments again, man. I mean, that would be, that would be yeah. no, 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 no big event or no, no occurrence that's happened in my life is going to measure up to seeing that again. So I got to go that I go with that. That's awesome. I, I approve that. of that answer. I can't. I mean, that's that's great. I, for me, it's kind of weird because, like, I spent some time with my sister this weekend, and it kind of got me thinking that when I thought of this question, what would I say and what would my answer be? And ironically, it's going to be when my folks brought my sister home from the hospital. I, I'm five years older than she was. It's my earliest memory. Mm. Um, I was five, and... And it's the first thing I can remember, like, it's as far back as I can. I can't remember anything before that. Mm -hmm. So just to like be there now as like an adult and aware and just kind of watch, you know, what five-year-old me. Yeah. Kind of how I reacted to having this baby sister brought home. And uh, like I said, it's, I I do remember it, but obviously it's kind of hazy. So to relive, not necessarily relive it, but just kind of see what my reactions were like would be pretty intense. So that would be my answer. All right, Nick. So now that we've wrapped up one big question, we're of course going to get into our discussion of totally killer. The review this week. Totally. Now, you know, I get really excited to talk about horror movies. So we'll kind of see. Wait, since when? We'll kind of see what, uh, you know, it's just a recent thing. Don't worry. Mia Goth's not even in it, Gerald. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it could have used her though okay hold that thought wow All right, but before we Just get into wow. the discussion we do our score reveal up front out of 10 damn it this always happens i think i'm gonna score and then i never score it's not fair all right out of 10 me and nick our individual scores we have not discussed this with each other you ready buddy i'm gonna stab you with this one in three two one stab seven out of ten Five. Wow. It's just even a sad face. Ten. Audio audience, there's a sad face on his on his little journal that he has. He put I'm, a little a little frowny sad face on there. I am really excited that you get to be the one to champion this movie tonight. Well, there's, there's some there's some things I liked about it, don't get me wrong. But yeah, five out of ten from me is seven out of ten from Nick, which Oh God, <laughs> I think is a six uh, for the piece. I'm going to, I think I'm not even going to help you anymore. I'm not even going to help you. Right. So a six out of 10 from the piece cumulatively, <laughs> totally killer real quick. Let me read the synopsis on letterbox 35 years after the shocking murders of three teens an infamous killer returns on Halloween night to claim a fourth victim. When 17-year-old Jamie comes face-to-face with the masked maniac, she accidentally time travels back to 1987, and she's forced to navigate the unfamiliar culture. She teams up with her teenage mother to take down the psycho once and for all. So we're dealing with a time travel movie, we're dealing with a slasher film, and it is, I don't you tell me, man, 7 out of 10 from you. First of all, I'm shocked. I did not see that one coming. Uh, why such a high score from you on this film? Uh, spoiler free thoughts here at the top. Such a high. That's like my, I liked it score. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, but it's, for you, it's, it's pretty high. good. It's good. Like it's decent. Like I got some really good laughs out of it. I think the best parts of the film are when Kieran and Shipka's character, Jamie is back in the eighties. And of course she, she's a very, very fish out of water. Like she is of course, sure. like raised in this culture where, you know, like you can't, 
like grab people inappropriately and like, you know, right. like all these different things. And like those kind of cultural commentaries and things like that are, are really, were really, really funny to me. I really loved her just kind of being like standing there. The, but because what I think that the film doesn't do is I don't think it's necessarily condemning the eighties for being what the eighties were. And the film very easily could have gone into that territory, mm-hmm. but it plays it for laughs instead. It's not necessarily condemning it and saying, Oh my God, this was so bad. Oh my God, this was so wrong or whatever kind of mm-hmm. made me nostalgic for dodgeball. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that sequence was, that sequence was really, really fun. Uh, like I said, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was fine. Mm-hmm. This movie's trying to take you on a little bit of a ride. I think you just have to kind of roll with it. I think when it does get horror-ish and when it does get brutal, it's brutal AF. Uh, I really, really think it leans into like those kind of slasher things whenever it really, really goes for it, like those kind of slasher tropes. Uh, you know, I, I I think it swings for the fences. I don't think it it hits out of the park every single time. I had some big problems with a couple parts of this movie mm-hmm. that we'll talk about, obviously, but it was enjoyable and i laughed quite a bit like i laughed quite a bit at like just how like uh, like randomly like even after like a absolute brutal murder like they could they could swing a joke in there sure. you know uh, about whatever and i could and i could still i could still laugh about it so i i, <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot i did like it uh, to your point i did like how the tone of the movie was pretty consistently kind of comedic like it never really got too serious or like too dark i mean there was some dark shit in there obviously when you're thinking of these murders you know if they were to actually happen in your town or whatever it's a pretty dark thing but just as far as the tone goes it definitely stuck with its horror comedy kind of tag which i did appreciate i'm glad it wasn't kind of all over the place tonally and it was funny for me too like i did giggle at you know certain references and one-liners and mostly the stuff in the 80s like you said like all the jock dudes in the 80s and yeah, uh, how they were so stereotypically that way. And, you know, I was around in the 80s. So I remember a lot of that stuff and a lot of those guys at my middle and high school. So um, what kind of hurt this movie for me? I don't really know, to be honest, but it may be perhaps expectations for this film because there's this new kind of subgenre in horror in the last five years or so. And I'm just going to throw some titles out and see if you've seen them, Nick. I'm assuming you've heard of all of them, but I'm not sure what you've seen. Have you seen any of the Happy Death Day films? No. Okay. Have I'm you aware seen... of them, though. That's like the Groundhog Day right. slasher type. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Yep. Um, have you seen uh, Freaky with Vince Vaughn? Came yep. out a couple of years ago. So that's the one that's the body switch, like Freaky Friday kind right, of Right, right, right. Yeah, story. he swaps with like a little girl or something. Right? And he's like a yeah. crazy killer or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, so right, then, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. So then the 17-year-old blonde girl becomes the, you know, killer and he's this right, right. teenage girl or whatever. So uh, those movies I absolutely love. There's two Happy Death Day films. There's a sequel and there's the original and then Freaky. So this What's weird about Totally Killer is that I wanted to love it as much as I love those, and I just didn't. It fell kind of flat for me, honestly. Like, it was, I saw all these letterbox reviews, and all my friends that had seen it, and they're like, four stars, four and a half stars, like, such a blast, like, all this. And I'm watching, I'm going, I mean, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's fine. So I think the expectations really hurt this one for me, and I wanted it to be so much better. I also didn't really like the kind of caricature of the 80s that this movie kind of presented. It was more like it was kind of uh it was it would be it was almost like you went to see a play at a high school or something that takes place in the 80s like how would this this kids put on the show, you know? 
and they would just try to do everything that was so neon <laughs> and so loud and you know that's not really the 80s man like that might be a little snapshot but like this was like everything from the olivia newton john videos <laughs> in this movie when it comes to like the 80s wardrobes and stuff and that's just not the 80s to me like you know i i think it's it's really hard to pull off, honestly, but I feel like, you know, like Stranger Things did really well. It takes place in the 80s, and that's a, a much more like muted, kind of grounded, like real kind of depiction of the 80s. But I love stuff taking place in the 80s. I love the music from the 80s, mm-hmm. but I just felt like this went a little too far with like the stereotypical stuff that, you know, leg warmers and like, you know, they meet that she meets that one mom in the park when she trans, transfers back and she's like in a full leotard with a jean jacket. I mean, like, I get it, but like, you know, what I'm saying that's just like a snapshot and they tried to make that the whole kind of backdrop when she was in the 80s. Uh, do you want to pull about, uh, uh, peel back the spoiler warning real quick? So, so let me like it. It didn't. It didn't like like tinge any nostalgia bells for you when uh, when when she pulled up with the station wagon just full of smoke because the mom was just like chain smoking in the car with the kids. Because like I I hundred p grew up like that. Yeah. I I know exactly what that was like. So like that that yeah. definitely no that's true. Took me back here. Let me disagree with you first, and then we'll pull back. The yeah, sure. Go ball. ahead. I think that this movie is an exaggerated, over the top kind of tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm horror slasher comedy like with a time travel element like it's clearly aiming for a little bit over the top it's clearly trying to go like a little bit over the top like it's got like the super brutal horror elements to it like i said which i really really enjoyed uh to be 100 honest but i really really think the film was not taking itself too seriously and it was trying to be it was trying to be a little bit over the top and i think that's why it was so drenched in the 80s and not just like whatever like i think it exaggerated those those aspects of the 80s because i think everything about this movie is exaggerated i, you know, so. I think i, I really think that. everything about it was really really like exaggerated but yeah i mean we can we can we can pull that spoiler wall back right. if you're uh if you're yes. ready because there's a couple other things i wanted to mention but it's going to be kind of somewhat spoilery so going forward guys anything that we talk about could spoil totally killer for you so if you've not seen it come back after you see the movie or fast forward ahead to the end of this discussion so a couple other things that I wanted to mention that kind of hurt the movie for me overall was I knew the killer immediately and it ended up being true. Like I 100% was like, this dude is going to end up being the killer. And it was, and I'm talking about in present day, not in the eighties. Right. Right. I liked the twist though. Did you like the twist that it wasn't the same person in, in both time periods and that like it made sense why it was the one kid in the in the in the eighties and then but it made sense it make why sense it was the older oh, guy? Because they well that's another thing too. They kind of crammed that in at the end though. Like you're talking about with the with the black guy that was the killer in eighty seven. Well, I think so. Do I think that this movie is underdeveloped and that it really needed a little bit more time to kind of bake and develop a little bit more of this stuff? Yes, I agree with you 100 percent there, if that's what you're saying. But I did like that idea that it wasn't the same killer in the past and in the present, like an older version of him or whatever. Yeah, that's what I liked. Like they even made a joke about it because they were just like, but that can't be Doug. Like we just killed teenage Doug. It can't be older Doug. Right. You know, and I liked I liked that they played with that idea. You know, because it wasn't it, he wasn't a serial killer. Like it was he literally was just like doing revenge kills because like they like drug. Well, they didn't drug, but like they got like his girlfriend really, really drunk and then like sent her on her way and then she died. 
You know, so he took revenge on the three girls that did it. And then and then that was it. And then, like, because this whole thing was, like, completely unsolved, then you have, like, you know, I mean, of course, the podcast stuff was funny. Leave it to to Hollywood. (laughs) Every every podcaster in a movie is literally the worst person ever. They're conspiracy theorists. They're 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 serial killers. they're, They're terrible. They're shady, cagey, really terrible crappy horrible people uh yeah. which i can attest to in real life that's definitely true you're all the worst uh you're, you're, you're wonderful and i love you so so <laughs> you much you guys I, are all I great really, really do. um but yeah like i i did like that it wasn't just an older version of him i liked that yeah, it was kind of too. those were two disassociated things and i and i really did like that and i thought both of those made sense for their own motivations to be the killer yeah, I got no problem with that either. I, I would much rather it have been that than had been just an older version of himself because then you get into even more of a disconnect with logic because if he's dead, how is he back? You know, he should have died in 87 and then it's like he wouldn't even have been there anyway if you're talking about like reality, you know. So now this movie has a lot of breaks in logic that you just kind of have to overlook you cannot ever like sit yeah. here and like seriously critically analyze and be like, right. but that wouldn't happen. You, you got to just accept it for what it is. It's a time travel right. movie. It's going to have logical paradoxes and stuff like that that don't make sense. Another thing that kind of got got me off on the wrong foot with this movie, and I mean from like the very beginning, like the first like five or ten minutes, was like it just didn't seem like the type of production value that I was looking for. Like it kind of felt like a Disney channel movie, like the way it kind of looked. I don't know if you know what I'm saying there, but like, it just seemed a little uh, underdeveloped in terms of like the technical aspects. And it kind of just kept taking me out of it. Like when, as I was watching it and then like, you know, like uh, for example, like all the scenes with, her putting together the time machine in the in the photo booth or whatever. There was a lot of that like weird kind of lightning and stuff, but it was like they did it in iMovie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just using that as a tip. <laughs> but like kind of like shit like that. Like, I mean, I feel bad cr- critiquing that. But like I feel bad critiquing that, but I'm just being honest with you that it kind of took me out of it a couple times when those scenes would come up and I'd be like, wow, this looks really like I'm confused by this take from you because I yeah. know you like some no budge stuff that just looks like it looks like a like a student film That's project true. with like the cheesiest stuff ever. So I'm really surprised that you're coming That's at this movie true. with that heat. I'm That's really true. surprised to hear but that. That's a, but most of those are a product of their time, too, though. I'm not saying I'm not even saying that like I hated it or whatever. I'm just saying that it like made me stop for and pause Man. for a minute. Yeah, I, I'm 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 legitimately I, I gotta say I'm surprised to hear you bringing this kind of heat to this movie. Well, I'm I, sorry. I really I really expected you to I really expected you to like this more. Like this, I think this thing had its tongue planted firmly in its cheek. It's made for me. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Like I'm listen, audience. All right. I'm not the horror guy. All right. So I'm just, I'm, I very generally dislike horror movies, like as a rule, because I really hate horror movie tropes. Uh, They're often very, very overplayed. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I, I, I really didn't, I really didn't dislike, I really didn't dislike it, anything in this one. And I, you know what? And I really liked that. Like there's that one scene when uh, he's fighting Julie Bowen, the mom's character and Julie Mm -hmm. Bowen can still 
get it, son. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, modern God, Although it's weird seeing her married to anybody but Phil Dunphy. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been a pretty for... sweet casting if they could have got both of them. Yo, get Ty Burrell in there. That would have been great, man. <laughs> that would have been, awesome. been perfect. But, like, anyway, like, there's that scene where, like, he runs out the front door or whatever, like, during that battle, which I thought was shot really well. Like, I really liked, like, slamming on the tables and, like, all the different things and, like, chasing after, like, doing all this stuff. And then he just, like, leaves out the front door. Like, you're just kind of watching that POV shot, like, past her, like, out the front door. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, and he comes in the back door like and mm-hmm. the, the, the battles right back on and everything like that and i didn't think they were gonna kill her i thought it was gonna be like that's, that's julie bowen man that's right like, you can't you right. can't kill claire dunphy like this you can't do claire dirty like this although right. i did think it was really really funny that it was julie bowen on like halloween because if you watch modern family you get it never mind that's not even the point but like i didn't think they were gonna kill her and i thought obviously we're in a little scream influence on its sleeve there mm-hmm. with with you know probably the biggest name actress in the movie i would think yeah, yeah looking for back sure. at the cast list and yeah no i mean aside from randall park but i mean randall park uh he's like, awesome in this by from, the way i fucking love he's him, from dude. um <laughs> i mean he he really cut his teeth in fresh off the boat which is uh nachaka khan's like one of the, her, her biggest claims to fame oh i didn't know uh, that was, actually yeah yeah okay. so that, that that's where i'm really really the most familiar with randall park from is from fresh off the boat uh which she created so okay i didn't know that connection there that I, it makes a lot yeah. of sense why he was in there now but i loved him as the as the cop in this movie oh i love i i loved him too i i yeah. I, I really really did yeah, he's and so I just, good did you um let me ask you because i touched on it earlier and i meant to get your opinion did you kind of figure out the podcaster tie-in killer or did you was that a surprise to you when you found out so i i for sure i mean he's just skeevy af like you just get an off vibe from him like from the from the word jump mm-hmm. and then like you know they go they go back in time they go back to 87 but then they kept having these other scenes that were set in present day yeah. and i kept wondering what the point of them was because I was just like, this isn't really necessary to the movie. Like, why is it wasting time doing like if she can get back from that time by, you know, d- doing whatever kind of thing, like if she can still get back from like her time or doing whatever. Also, turn your phone off. Why you even got your phone on if it's it's in it's in the 80s. You ain't got no Wi-Fi signal. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Phone off. But nevertheless, like like. I was I was like, why are they doing this? Why do they keep cutting back to this? Well, and they had that they had the two plots kind of intertwining with each other, present day in eighty seven, because you know, like she left a note for her in the photos. Um, I can't remember what it said, but anyway, yeah, like stab the machine or stab like knife the machine or whatever. I I can't remember what the note said, but like like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, but even with that, it's ancillary. Like it's it's not as important. Um, cause like, I didn't even remember seeing her leave that note. I might've like turned away from the screen or something no, like she that. Did. They didn't show it. It was just, it was just in one of the pictures, which I don't think is great. Like storytelling. Like if you want, if you want those scenes to contextually make sense, and if you want to continue to build the present day narrative alongside of it, a quick scene of her being like, if I'm changing things right now, or if things are not happening the way that they originally happened, mm-hmm. maybe I can communicate with, you know, my friend in the future who can like try to do whatever, like that would have taken like 30 seconds to set up and to have that not in here is weird. So the whole time I was like, why is this all in here? And then having to have basically when you get the reveal that the, it's the, it's the podcaster guy who has stolen the time machine and come back to finish what he started or whatever, Mm-hmm. Like, 
I was like, you really had to set up this whole B plot of like the girl trying to build a new time machine in the future just to have this moment. Like that feels really, really artificial to me. I really wish they would have come up with a better way to bring the like, like maybe he was like on the clinging to the side of the time machine or something. Like it's like Doctor Who and he's riding on the outside of the TARDIS or whatever. <laughs> sure, I don't yeah, know yeah. anything else. Like because I still feel like that's really, really just like you had to you had to take all this time to devote all this like extra screen time to this B plot of the girl building the time machine just just to deliver the uh the 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 character the the killer back in time at the right moment it's like it's like in the i didn't watch the, i didn't watch the second venom movie because i hated the first one so much but it's like it's like in the first venom movie how they legitimately just keep like the symbiote like that could fight against venom in wherever it was and it's like it literally just stays wherever it is in the movie until it's time for the plot to need it and then like it's like write better like i really right. really felt like that was not written as well and i'll tell you something else that really really i almost i almost dropped another point or two off of this but i laughed enough during it that i left it at a seven uh-huh. you know what i really hate in time travel movies gerald like more than anything what obvious setups to reveals that they're going to do in the past like when they're having like oh like she goes to like the boardwalk place like the rundown amusement park and it's like oh this used to be the hopping place in right this town yeah back sure in the day. no yeah I it's hate like that too. you have to deliberately write that stuff just yeah. to set that stuff up just have them go there and we're gonna pick up contextually that it's the same place and can i tell you that you just reminded me of another thing that i hated about this movie too which kind of goes along with that is they had that weird montage where like she goes back to 87 and she's at this party and everybody that she encounters at the party there's that weird iMovie editing again where like where like meshes through to like the present day version of that person right you know, it reminds like, you who they were in the future yeah and then it comes back i'm like we don't we didn't really need that especially for like julie bowen's character like we get it like that's your mom like we know that you know like i don't know i felt like it was kind of uh it was definitely playing to like a dumb audience like here let me show you exactly what the references were exactly who these people are I would have liked a little more struggling from Jamie's character. Like, obviously, her mom's just been brutally murdered. Mm. I really, really would have liked to see her struggle a little bit more with the whole, Dealing oh, I invented that? a time machine. Like, it's it's a very flippant, just kind of offhanded, well, yeah, it's my time machine. Of course, you can just use this to go back in time and stop your mom from dying kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very flippant. And it's just very, like, I would have liked to see Jamie be like, what? Like, seriously, like, no, like, I, I like just to be even dismissive of it, you can even still have the scene of her going through to the future, like play out the same way you can even still ha- or the past. I'm sorry. You can still have that play out the same way, like where she's right. struggling with the killer and ends up in it and he stabs it and it all of a sudden activates. And she's like, oh, my God, it actually it does. It actually is a time machine. It actually does work. I would have liked to see some doubt from that character, like especially like overwhelmed with grief from the loss of her mother. Like, right. I felt like there was way more play. There was way more space they could have played in with yeah. the family, with 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 Jamie's character, especially like dealing they, with the, like the death of her mom before they ever get to the eighty seven part. I feel like because that's the hook of this movie, right? It oh, we're going to travel back in time to eighty seven to try to stop the killer, like the first time or whatever. So the movie's almost trying to rush you to that point, and I feel like it needed to t- take a little bit more time just spending more time with like the adult versions of these characters, you know? Yeah, it did. Um, 
it also did that thing that a lot of like whodunit horror movies, you know, and you mentioned it's influence being influenced by Scream, which I also agree with. But like it did that thing where it kind of like would make you suspicious of certain characters like the oh, dad. Course, yeah. The dad was always kind of a through line where he was like, like Lurch. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is he good? Is he, you know, what's going on with this dude? You know, and he, of course, he ends up being fine, but. That was one of those things where it was way too obvious that it was they, right. there was no way it was that kid. Like it was right. like it was way too obvious. Like I get you there. I feel you there. But I think that also because it was it was saying up front, like we are a horror comedy. Like this is meant to be funny with some like serious shit going on in terms of the of the plot. But this is supposed to be a, a fun watch. It's not supposed to like bring you down or make you even think very much. <laughs> You're just supposed to be able to just kind of enjoy it as a comedic slasher film. I've got another S- question for you too. Just while just while we're on here, while we're on the negative train, because this is the this is this is the heat you've decided to bring to this episode. Oh no. So so let me let me ask you this, because this is one thing I really am not a big fan of in horror movies either, mm-hmm. especially like these kind of whodunit things where whatever. But do you like that they didn't reveal the backstory between fat trish and doug until the moment they pulled the mask off of him and realized who the killer was like i feel like the film purposely withholds information about that so that you can't in order to make it a surprise that it's Mm -hmm. doug when they pull the mask off of him yeah i hate it i kind of would have liked it to be more of like a who isn't it at this point like it could literally be all these different people like we don't know right you know and I don't know. I always I, I did wonder, like when they were spending like enough time with Doug, like during those scenes, I was like, who is this person? Like what? Like, <laughs> I I hate that, too. I, I don't. And that's we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but I hate how they kind of crammed all that into like a two minute, you know, thing with them standing around his body. Basically, like it was just like I was like, wait, what? what? Who's this guy? Who's fat Trish? What happened at the party? Like, I don't. it was just like a lot of information that was just kind of like verbally you know exposition just given to us after the fact where it would have been i agree with you it's like in other words we mentioned scream a few times tonight but scream is masterful at that especially the first one where it's like really you know it could have been randy it could have been Stu, it could have been tatum like all of them were kind of always involved in the plot and until they were dead Scream never, movie gives you like the double sus where it like deliberately like implicates Billy and then seemingly exonerates right. him. But then you find out the two killer twists at the end. Yeah, right, right. But it kind of but you know what I mean? Like until that person it was like if you ever played Clue, it was like you had the little Clue checklist and you couldn't really check their name off until they were dead because you didn't really know. You know what I mean? Everybody was kind of involved in the plot and could have been a suspect. You yeah, know, yeah, everybody's yeah. a suspect, you know, uh Randy famously says that in the movie itself, which is very self-aware. So this movie kind of misses that a little bit. It's not quite as self-aware and it doesn't really know when to kind of, it it was, it's making the audience a little, I I, want to say the word dumb. I feel bad saying that because I mean, I feel like the target audience for this is just younger and they probably didn't go through a lot of the slasher lore of the old days. I feel like it's not asking you its audience to do a lot of the heavy lifting on its on its own. I think it spells no, yeah. out everything really, really clearly for the audience. Like I said, except for like in the case of like 
who the killer's identity was because of course they bring up fat trish as they call her mm-hmm. and like they bring her up but they don't like why is that confrontation like why is that discussion about like what actually happened to fat trish why is that like literally all that stuff is like literally like the last second like after doug is already dead like i feel like we should have gotten more information to just kind of flesh the story out more before we get to that point because then it you know like because what what the movie then has to do god i'm gonna end up dropping my score knock it off say you're doing my job for me keep going but like like what what the movie then has to do once it reveals to you that it's doug is it then has to fill in all the plot holes for you and walk its way back Mm-hmm. to explaining to you how it could be Doug because Doug's like so far out of left field as a suspect. I really dislike it when kind of mystery movies do that. I really, really wish that like, give us something, give us anything, you know, like whatever. Another big miss for this movie too. And what hurt my score of it is I've already talked about how I wasn't a huge fan of the reveal and who ended up being the killer. Uh, I thought that was kind of lame. Also, I kind of figured it out, which sucks, but I didn't like how, he just wasn't very menacing to me. It wasn't a menacing killer, even when he was in the mask and even when he was doing the killings. Uh, I just, I don't know. It just didn't feel like he was a huge threat, like mentally to me as I was watching Like it. ever? Like any of the times he was on the screen there? Not really. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the mask itself was kind of like Max Headroom-esque. I, I don't know. But I just never had that like fear of him as a killer. I'm talking about as an audience member. Of course, I'd be scared shitless mm. if he was chasing me and my friends of the woods. Right, 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 right. But like, what I love about a lot of slashers, and we've mentioned Scream a lot tonight, but you know, even Jason and Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, you can mention a, a lot of different, like, very popular slasher killers over the years. What I like about them, and when I connect to them the most, is when they have like an emotional connection to why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're directly connected on a personal level to mm-hmm. their victims. You know, like we mentioned Billy from Scream, like he was obviously in it for the Sidney Prescott tie in with his mom and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All that reveal happens to us on a much more personal level. And he you can tell that that really is affecting him, uh, which is why he's driven to do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this movie, it's just a podcaster guy that wants to get more downloads, essentially. I mean, or, you know, I mean, it's just, la- I don't know, it's just lame to me. Like, I just didn't, and, you know, I know we're going to be wrapping up here in a minute. So, I'll, I mean, I just want to everybody know, I didn't hate the movie. It's just a very mid movie for me. It's very, it's like the definition of like, it's okay. Like, I think it's a fun watch. I think you can have a good time with it. Uh, some of the kills were pretty cool. I love the lead actress. Uh, you mentioned her earlier. Was it uh, Kieran Shipka, right? Uh, yep, Kieran and Shipka. Yep. Yeah, she's great. Um, a new a newcomer. I had re- I've seen her before. I think maybe I've seen her in some TV stuff, but this is the first like real feature role I'd ever seen her in. But I thought she did a really really good job. Mm-hmm. I don't think this movie is of the same cut from the same cloth as like Freaky and Happy Death Day. Those are much much better in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's a fun watch. I think you can have a good time with it. But I just have a lot of problems with it overall. What about <laughs> you and wrapping up, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm surprised. I, I really, really am surprised that you that you brought this kind of heat to it. Uh, like I said, I, I really think it's 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 definitely got its tongue planted firmly in its cheek, and it's having some fun while also trying to deliver like some pretty brutal horror and and things like that. Yeah, I, I had fun with it. I laughed a lot. Like I said, I really enjoyed the fish out of water stuff of like her her commenting as of like today's culture. 
but like in the 80s like but like i said it's not i what i loved about that is it's not coming at the 80s and a lot of people are so quick to go at the 80s like and be mm-hmm. like oh my god this was terrible and like condemn it and like how sure, horrible it yeah. was and everything but it's simultaneous like that dodgeball scene like it simultaneously kind of made you remember how fun dodgeball was while also being like <laughs> yeah but that was kind of messed up wasn't it you know, mm-hmm. like it kind of does both. And I really, really appreciated that about it because it'd be really easy for the film to just kind of do the modern day thing and just attack every everything it sees. Right. You know, it just kind of wears it more as like it, of like this just just is what it was. And this is just, you know, here it is to like go live in it. You know, like this is what it would be like for a modern character to kind of have to live in this world or whatever. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say I did love how Jamie in the i mean that was my favorite parts of her characters when she was in the 80s and she was yeah. kind of witnessing all this like you know taboo if you will stuff that would be taboo now at least and she was just kind of like raise her eyebrow or she would have a funny kind of quip about them saying something they really shouldn't say or or whatever so it was kind of yeah. like had that commentary on it but that's not what the movie was about do you know what i mean so i kind of agree with you there i did like that aspect of it because they could have you know went at that from a very different way yeah, I think it's I, I like I said, I, I had I had a lot of fun with it. I liked the the past. They changed it up. They didn't just play it out in the way that it played out in originally because she yeah. changed things. I liked that. I, I wasn't really expecting that. Like I said, I'm not a fan of how the Doug thing kind of came out of left field. But I mean, Hollywood, not all podcasters. I mean, Gerald decide, obviously, mm, but sure. not all podcasters are just creepy conspiracy theorists who are like just like psycho insane whatever's mm-hmm. like you know it, it's you know come on like give us yeah. <laughs> give us a little bit of a give us a little bit of a break here you know every <laughs> yeah. time the funny thing too is like you think about how many how many like hollywood stars are podcasters now like mm-hmm. how many of them have their own podcasts but yet this is what hollywood thinks of podcasting as an I industry know. I know. all this like i mean think about like uh was it Kong? Was it Kong v Godzilla? Was that the movie where the dude was like a conspiracy nut job and like um yep. and then Halloween, Halloween twenty eighteen yeah yeah we like where they where they have like the one microphone forty seven thousand feet away for the interview <laughs> in a bunch of rustling leaves yeah no that yeah. works yeah it's like God just stop it Hollywood stop it like every time there's a podcaster in a movie anytime that's your bad guy that's your killer that's your creep that's your whatever and if it's a podcaster d- done they're gonna be like the, the the crazy dumb one yeah yeah absolutely it's it's starting to shape up that way and i saw this guy on camera i'm like and on top of that he's doing a true crime podcast i'm like oh god this is he's there's something with this dude even so, worse yeah uh, there you go. That was our review of Totally Killer, a seven from Nick and a five from me, which puts it at a six overall from the P's. Nick, get it, get it. we're doing Saw X and then we're doing Five Nights at Freddy's in the next couple of weeks. I, I'm interested because I I don't know, man. I didn't expect you to give this a seven. And I know you love the Saw mm-hmm. film, so I don't really know what to expect with that. Either you're going to be super over hypercritical of it and give it a shitty score or it's going to fit with what you want it to do. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, I'm excited to and see. I haven't it. I'm seen. Surprised. I didn't see Spiral. I never. I never saw Spiral. The Chris Rock one. No, and I didn't either. 
like the last movie I saw was 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 it Jigsaw? Was that what it was called? And it was like they they made the movie and they're like, no, we swear it's not going to just be another Jigsaw apprentice. But then you get to the end of the movie and it's a Jigsaw apprentice, yeah. and it's like, like just stop this nonsense. So now, like they're jumping back in time. I mentioned this, I think, on the show a couple weeks ago. I really don't know where the story is here to tell. I'm really really curious as to why they decided to do this, unless they really just wanted to bring Tobin Bell back. Yeah. Like that's the only real thing I can think of here is like they really just wanted to bring tobin bell back and they that's were tired of like the costas mandalores of the universe just stinking that's up the place thinking. that's what i'm so thinking maybe like i don't know like are they going to bring carrie elways back like because obviously he was in the first saw movie and then saw three was it saw 3d where they revealed he was helping them all along i think so but only it was like an end of an end of the an end of the movie kind of thing or something whatever i don't know i'm not we'll I'm, I'm way more into i'm way more intrigued for five five nights at freddy's i'm oh, really wow, really okay. hyped for that movie i like i said i really feel like it's it looks like a movie that's gonna like again have its tongue planted for a yeah. its cheek and having a lot of fun with its with its source material and that like really kind of interests me it really really does I'm excited. We'll give them a go. But before we get there and before we end this episode, we head over to the comments section to see what the fans had to say. Now, we dig in there and we let the fans ask us a question, Nick, and we each get to pick one to answer on air here. Uh, do you have the questions there, buddy? Yeah, I got them. All right, man. Yeah, let's see. I You want to go first because I actually haven't picked one yet. <laughs> I'm going to look through them right now. So, G-Money, I, I took a look through the questions, and as usual, we've already kind of touched on a couple of them uh, before we get in here. But I'm going to – God, I hate to say his name even, but Brad Hargis, our good oh, buddy boy. from the cinema guys, uh, he also hosted some show about Apple something. Apple? Mm, yeah, Apple it's on, it's iPods, on hiatus, I, I hear. I hear it's on It's like hiatus. an iPod-centric show. Like they reviewed iPod <laughs> shuffle songs or something That's like that. That's right, yeah. But one of his questions was, so first of all, he, I'm going to, I'm going to steal two because I can, he said, how do you feel about all these stories getting turned into horror films, Freak Friday, Groundhog Day, Back to the Future, which you've already talked about a lot with the Happy Death Day and the Freaky mm -hmm. and, and everything like that. So I feel like we've kind of addressed that one necessarily, but he also asked what other films would you turn into a horror movie? Yeah, that was my question too. I was going to use, but go ahead. You I have, mean, you have one? I know we talked about it. We talked about it when we talked about dumb money, mm -hmm. but like, imagine a movie like The Social Network was a slasher movie. Or <laughs> sure, like yeah. Like, I, like you know, you've really got like you know, like they're trying to sue him because he like stole their property, but then all of a sudden, like all the all the people in the lawsuit keep turning up dead or something like that. I don't know. I don't really have any space to play around with there. And I just kind of, I was looking back at like other stuff that we'd done recently, trying to think of like, hmm, what would be good here? What would work here? I don't mm. know. Like, I mean, there's any number of like, uh, it, like different things that you could, that you could potentially do with, uh, with something like this. Ooh, I just, I, I, I was watching like clips from it earlier. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. But instead they go into your mind and they're killing your memories. Like it's a brutal, I mean, it's already kind of a brutal thing anyway, but like they're in there hacking and slashing up at people in your, in your memories and stuff, killing them to try to like take over your body or something, whatever you write the rest of the story. I don't yeah, know. It could like, work. It could it's work. fertile ground to do anything with anything. I think, I think you could have a lot of fun with the, uh, with any of these kind of, uh, any of well, these kind of films. Let me touch on that, too, because that was going to be my question, but then I'll pick another one. But real quick, I was just going to say The Wizard of Oz as a horror movie. Like, I mean, that's like prime, like, that's, setting. That's not already a horror movie? 
I mean, it kind of is to be <laughs> to be honest. At least it probably was written a little bit more horror than it ended up being on the screen in 1939. But uh, yeah, Wizard of Oz is what I would say. So I'm going to pick a different one then because this is a loaded question as usual from Jared Taylor, Destruction in Human Form, patron of the show. But he says, what was a better decade for slasher films, the 80s or the 90s? I, that is a really, really good question. And I'm going to take a break, guys. He's going to be here for like hours now. I'm going to answer it later. I'm going to answer <laughs> off the top of my head because that that <laughs> question requires a lot of research. But I think it's probably the 90s because I think if you're talking quantity, then it's the 80s because it was like the explosion for horror and like every other movie was a slasher movie. And, you know, it's just literally a million of them happened in the 80s. But when it comes to like quality, I feel like we started to get some really quality slashers in the 90s that were really, really good. I mean, we've talked about Scream several times tonight and even some of those like franchises like the Nightmare on Elm Streets of the world and the Friday the 13th of the world. Like they started to get better production value and better effects. And so I'm going to say the 90s is a better slasher era. Even though yep. I love, even though I love my '80s slashers, do you have anything no. to all add? The, to all the all the '80s slasher fans just uh, un- unsubscribe, discontinued. <laughs> they're like, they're we're out of here, man. We're out of here. First, I didn't like Totally Killer, where she goes back to '87, and now I'm trashing '80s slashers. What the hell is wrong with me? Oh. What, am I, what am I doing? I got to take, take my horror guy sign down, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I really don't have a good educated uh, guess to say. I mean, if, 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 if you were just to, like off the cuff, I would say I would say the 90s probably as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's just a personal thing because I just enjoy like I really like Scream and I really like those kinds of things. 80s slasher movies do not really do anything for me. Like obviously, this has got a lot of influences in uh, in in some of those movies. Mm-hmm, sure, w- w- playing around in that space, of course. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't really. Yeah, I I, I would say the '90s though, because I mean, I, yeah, I just not really a big fan. I'm not like a big Nightmare on Elm Street person. I'm not like a big uh, like Friday the Thirteenth person. Like those those kinds of movies just don't do anything for me. So I love watching you because we're on video right now for those that don't know, but I love watching you talk about horror. <laughs> I'm just like watching you. It's just, it just makes me feel so good. <laughs> I'm like, he's breaking down horror. Help me. You're Help welcome. Me, please. You're welcome, Help buddy. Me. All right, guys, as we lead up to Halloween, we got a couple more horror related reviews coming up next week. We will be doing Saw X, a franchise that Nick is very close to. I casually enjoy it i love the first one and then from there it was kind of like there was some good scenes and stuff but nothing ever affected me like the first one did so i've just kind of been casually enjoying them throughout the I'm years i'm intrigued to know what the twist is in this one that's the one thing mm-hmm. and, and whatever you think about a saw movie all you can think about is what's the twist going to be but with them jumping back in time i'm like i don't know what twist you're going to make that's going to be like any good unless unless it, it Please, God, help me. It's just going to set up another Jigsaw Apprentice somehow. You know it's gonna. Like, you know that's the space it's going to play in. Sure. Like, one of these people that he put in the traps is, like, secretly, like, going to still be alive to, like, carry on his legacy. And, like, we're going to get ten more Saw movies with all these other random people who aren't Tobin Bell. I mean, we'll see. I'm know. very apprehensive about it. I really am. I'm, like, right. I love, I do love the Saw movies, but I'm, I'm going into it with very low expectations, knowing the things okay. that have come immediately before. Okay. So tune in next week, guys. We'll be reviewing Saw X and then the following week, which will be that it'll be released on Halloween, I think, or maybe the day after Halloween is Five Nights at Freddy's. We'll be checking that one out. 
And that'll wrap up October for us. Nick, I appreciate it. Uh, the discussion, it was totally killer, brother. Thanks for being here, I'm, man. I'm not coming back next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Love you. Peace.